Welcome back to A Year of Magical Living with me, Imogen Roy. Today's episode is for anyone who's ever become frustrated at themselves because there's something that you really need to do or you really want to do and yet you cannot make yourself. So that counts all of us then. Because resistance is part and parcel of the human experience. And I can tell you that it doesn't matter how much investment in magical living you've made, how much inner work you've done, how much freedom you have, and how much you believe in yourself, you are going to meet resistance in life. So in this episode, I would love to take you through the two strategies that we normally reach for when we meet resistance. The third strategy that we should be reaching for and five ways to question your own resistance, get curious about it and find a pathway through. But before we dive into that, let's think about why resistance arises. So have you noticed that we can uncover a desire, have an aha moment, get a mental insight in a millisecond? A millisecond, bam! Oh my God, I know what to do. I have an idea. Yes, I'm inspired. Let's go. And yet physically creating the space, the systems, the support, the energy to receive or to create that thing on the material plane, not to mention emotionally preparing ourselves to create or receive that thing and all the changes that come with it. Well, that takes a lot longer than a millisecond, (laughs) much longer. You see, as human beings, we get to experience time in two different ways. The first way is through our minds. It's the experience of quantum momentum through our imaginations. It's the experience of having everything at once, of limitlessness, of no boundaries. And we get to experience time in our bodies. This gestational momentum, this momentum that is sometimes so slow, we're not even aware that we're moving. It moves in cycles. It has a heaviness to it. But this is the beauty of being incarnated as human on this earth, is living within our organic cyclical energy bodies that have many limitations. Hey, it's so cool being able to experience these two different ways of living and experiencing time, but trying to create something from both of those experiences at once can get pretty frustrating because thoughts move faster than emotions and emotions move faster than bodies, which is why it can feel so damn hard sometimes to get all of ourselves on board to do what our minds are set on. So, We've already embraced the fact that resistance to meeting expectations 
is part and parcel of the human experience because of this unique way that we experience quantum momentum and gestational momentum. But this also means that resistance then has nothing to do with your own personal weakness. Yet, in our world of toxic productivity, it's seen that way. And there are also two mainstream approaches to dealing with it. Approach number one, crush it. Crush the resistance. Deny it. Push past it. Use force, use control, use coercion or so-called self-discipline to blast through your resistance at any cost. Just annihilate it. And I really want us to watch as we are making this move to living more magically, to watch the language that we use when we talk to ourselves. Because everything that I just mentioned there, you can find in any book about leadership or strategy or productivity or any girl boss Instagram post. But it is the language of war and violence. Crush it. Kill it. Battle it. Nail it. That's the language of winners, apparently. But the problem with this first strategy of blasting through your resistance at any cost is that it, it does have a lot of costs. It tends to feel really bad. And it's also incredibly energy draining. And we are here to raise our energy as high as we can, sustainably, protect it, use it as ingeniously and as efficiently as the natural world of which we are a part. So we're not here to crush or kill our resistance. We're also not here to embrace the second way, because the second normal way of dealing with resistance is to run. <laughs> You run, you hide from it, you attack yourself, you shame yourself, you get spooked, you believe you can't do it, and then the shame spiral continues because days and weeks or months go past and you still haven't done the thing that you want to do, and the more you start to believe that it's because of you. So we don't want to go for that route either. We don't want to crush, we don't want to run. So what is the alternative? Well, there is a third way. The third way of dealing with resistance is simply to meet it head on, without violence, without fear, to get curious about it, to open up to it, to embrace it, to welcome it, and to understand that in every expression of resistance, whether it's resistance to getting dressed and being at your desk for 10 a.m., or whether it's resistance to having a conversation that you don't want to have, or whether it's resistance to eating more healthily even though your body is crying out for it, whatever is in it, there's a really valuable message behind it. And in order to decode the message, we have to be willing to engage with it. We have to be willing to be patient. So how does one do the third way? How does one get curious about one's resistance in a culture where we're valued as producers and consumers first, humans second? 
there is a really, really strong social conditioning based on the concept of self-discipline in Western industrialized culture. And the logic behind that thinking is that if you attack yourself for making a mistake, you won't do it again. However, this is false. (laughs) There's a ton of psychological research that shows that attacking and punishing is a terrible motivation for a human being, especially in the long term. So the most important step of embracing the third way of dealing with resistance, the way of curiosity, is to completely abandon attacking yourself, shaming yourself. Shame is the magic killer. And we are here to embrace fully magical living. So to acknowledge resistance, to meet it with curiosity, you respect it, you welcome it, and you don't bring shame into the conversation. So how do you show up in this conversation with your own resistance? I'm going to break down five different questions you can ask yourself wherever resistance arises to interrogate what might be behind it, what might be the message, so that you can make changes to the way you're approaching whatever is creating resistance and liberate new pathways, liberate new flow. So the first question is, is there a better way I can do this? Often resistance arises because our mind has an idea about how things should go, but our bodies and our feeling senses know better. I've already talked on this podcast about the incredible fact that most of the sensory data that our bodies are processing is completely unconscious to our minds. Our bodies are processing approximately 11 million bits of data per second. Our minds are capable of processing about 50 bits per second. So that means that less than 0.0005% of the sensory data that your body has is actually available to you mentally. So 99.99995% of what your body knows is under the surface. So when we think about this, it's very, very easy to understand how our bodies may have a ton of resistance to our, the, the way that our mind wants to approach something because they tend to know so much more. So when you interrogate, is there a better way I can do this? You can open up some of this knowing. Ask yourself, am I really overcomplicating this? Am I making this harder than it needs to be because that is a pattern that I fall into? Am I not allowing it to be easy? Am I trying to do this in a way that's not actually harnessing any of my strengths or my joy? And could I actually ask someone I trust, someone in my support team, a friend, a colleague, 
to mirror me or to brainstorm some ideas about how I might be able to go about this in a better way that my body can get on board with. So often, just by starting with this first question, so much knowing gets unlocked about how we could go about this thing in a way that is more efficient, less draining on our energy, less boring, less inconvenient. (laughs) Because the moment we tell our bodies, hey, you probably have something to say about this. I trust you. I'm listening. It's amazing how much clarity we can get on the way to move forward. So if that question doesn't unlock enough for you, here's a second one you can try. Is this even for me to do? Oh, patriarchal toxic productivity loves it when we are burned out, overextended and resentful. Loves it. Whole industries exist because women in particular are so burned out, overextended and resentful that they will pay anything to feel better. So this root of unlocking resistance is about really questioning taking on excessive amounts of labor. So ask yourself, if you're facing resistance about a particular thing, is this actually for me to do? Is this my job? Am I responsible for this? It could be whether it's an irritating work project. It could be about you are carrying someone else's emotional experience or trying to fix things for them. You could be overloading yourself with excessive amounts of housework. Ask yourself, Do I need to do this? Is this even worth doing? And am I wasting my energy in this endeavor? Third question. Is this for me to do alone? When you experience resistance, it might be because your body doesn't want to do it in isolation. It knows that your full genius power will be unlocked when you're in community, when you're bouncing ideas off of someone, when you're sharing the load, when you feel supported. So interrogate, is this resistance arising because a very wise part of me knows that I would feel so much safer and happier doing this in collaboration with someone else, with someone else by my side, or delegating parts of it? You see, toxic productivity loves to use shame as a motivator and shame gets its power from secrecy and isolation. So this expression of resistance is really an invitation to open yourself up to others, to get vulnerable, to ask for support or simply just to get inspiration from someone else. Brainstorm, share the load, go together. It's so much more fun that way. So this has really got to do with that friction between quantum momentum and gestational momentum. Because sometimes resistance might arise because the timing is not right. And your mind may be screaming, we need to hurry, this has to happen now. And your body is going, 
No, it does not. <laughs> Sometimes your body might be resisting because you are completely out of alignment and maybe you don't have the necessary energy to actually take this thing on. Whether it's preparing for a difficult conversation with someone at work or a relationship, or it's about taking on extra work, or about committing to a new exercise routine. Maybe the resistance isn't because you're weak or a bad person. It's because you're so unfueled. You have so little energy as it is. And you're in the wrong part of a cycle to really do this thing fully. But that is why the resistance is showing up. It's showing up as a gift. It's showing up to have you feel in your bones, hey, am I in alignment? Is this the right time for this? Does this make sense on a bodily level? Do I need to fuel myself first? Do I need to take care of myself first? Am I actually stagnating somewhere because I haven't completed another cycle and that I'm creating tension where there doesn't need to be any? Trust that your body knows when is the right time to do things and that you don't have to do everything at once. And finally, resistance can show up because you just don't have enough information to move forward. This kind of doubt-based resistance, we often, when it emerges, we make it a story about the fact that we don't believe in ourselves enough or we're not confident enough or we're not talented enough. But it doesn't have anything to do with that. So often it's simply because we don't have enough information yet to move forward. And let me tell you something, our bodies hate uncertainty. Our bodies love specific embodied details. So if resistance arises and none of the former four questions are unlocking things for you, ask yourself, do I actually know everything I need to know to take this on? What other resources might I need? Do I actually have a plan of the breakdown of steps to remove doubt and uncertainty? And if not, if you realize that, oh, I don't actually know what is the next step, well, there's your solution of how you can work with that resistance and find a pathway forward. So I hope that these five questions can help you as you begin to rewire your relationship with resistance. Because playing with resistance in this way, rather than crushing it or running from it and hiding for days, begins with full approval. Because resistance is simply a message from you to you. It's often a message coming from a very deep unconscious part of you, trying to get in touch with the very, very fast moving conscious part of you that doesn't have as much information that hasn't been fully briefed on the project. Celebrate the amazing fact that you as a human being get to experience quantum momentum and gestational momentum. And celebrate how cool it is that resistance is, the, is often the friction in between. It's telling you that your body has an insight to share with you that you don't normally have conscious access to. So you get to play a game, you get to play detective, find out what it is. So I invite you today or this week or whenever you notice resistance arising in you 
see if one of these questions unlocks something for you. See if you can rewire your relationship to resistance in real time. And as you do, you'll begin to strengthen your relationship with your body's inner signal. And that relationship is the foundation for magical living, pure and simple. Thanks for listening to A Year of Magical Living. I'll be with you again soon.